hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the haunted mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. This is Matt from Star Tours. You're listening to the Mousecapades Podcast. This is James from Hollywood Studios, and you're listening to the Mousecapades Podcast. This is Amanda from Disney Junior, and you're listening to the Mousecapades Podcast. Hello, this is David from Star Tours, and I just helped Nick's son build his very first lightsaber. Hi, this is Marcos over at Star Tours. I don't listen to podcasts often, but when I do, I listen to Mousecapades. Interested in becoming a travel agent yourself and helping others plan their next Disney vacation? Interested in learning more about Surge 365? How to get paid to travel, make $1,000 bonuses, or just simply want to book your next Disney vacation with Disney professionals? Well, Dream Makers at Two Tickets to Paradise Travel are ready to help you make your wish come true. Contact travel at two tickets to paradise.net. Don't dream your life. Live your dreams. Have an idea, question, or want to share your experiences on the show? Contact Nick and Dave anytime. Email them at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Text them at 407-674-0414. Follow Nick and Dave on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Listen to Nick and Dave on iTunes, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts, Nick and Dave. and just down the road from where it all began, the inspiration of Main Street USA, all of our beloved Disney characters, where a simple-minded farm boy grew up to become a genius innovator and the keeper of childhood magic. My friends, I am talking about Walt's childhood state of Missouri. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, listening from your phone, tablet, computer, maybe in your car, at home, work, school, hotel, or even the Magic Kingdom at the happiest place on earth, wherever you may be. Welcome to another episode of the Nick and Dave Mousecapades podcast, the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears. Later on in the show, we will be taking you to a place filled with grim, grinning ghosts, enchanted knights, singing busts, a floating, talking crystal ball, a haunted ballroom, 
a place where many have spread loved one's ashes and an opportunity to own your very own doom buggy for 10 minutes of your foolish mortal life. So don't forget to bring your death certificate. But first, here's what's happening in the news. Hey, Dave, let's darken some things up. You know, the last couple episodes have been about the dark side of Disney. So this is actually in the news. Have you seen this whole concept with uh, Disney princesses being like turned into like emo, gothic, vampire slash scarecrow princess? I have not. I've not seen okay. that. Okay. So that seems to be the end. That seems to be like the latest fad for like Halloween costumes, you know, for like inspiration to make your own costume. Right. I've been looking at a lot of these concepts and I have to say, you know, I'm into this. I think they're absolutely amazing. You and I are totally complete polar opposites when it comes to stuff like that, especially Disney Darksiders and, and things like that. But these are just too cool and I want to check them out with you. So here's the first one. We have Snow White. All right. And this is a concept to kind of inspire others to create Disney costumes for Halloween. And, dude, this Snow White looks absolutely amazing. She looks like she's just possessed with this apple and a bunch of her trolls that are uh, on leashes. And it reminded me of the movie. Remember the movie in the 80s called The Troll? Yeah. That went yeah, around with sharp teeth and, you know, just terrorizing everything. Right. That's kind of what this reminds me of. And hopefully you can see that. Can you see that? That's Snow White, huh? Isn't that, is that awesome? So is that the dwarf next to her right there? The whole, all of them, all seven of them. Oh, okay. I can't see. Yeah, I can't see it too well. But yeah, I do see one or two of them anyway. Yeah, they mm -hmm. look like they're about to just terrorize the city, right? So they're going trick or treating. Is that the? Is that the? Yeah. Thing? <laughs> so you need to find yourself some seven dwarfs and make them look like trolls. Awesome. Next we have Raja and Jasmine. Yeah, the elephant from the St. Louis Zoo. All right. <laughs> Jasmine just looks like her clothes have been just torn to shreds. Sort of looks like a gypsy with those skull earrings. With her fist held up high, you know, I just I can picture like a heart just pounding in her fist. And look at Raja, he looks like he's just about to go like execute someone. Yeah, he does. How are we gonna find that guy to I, wear that costume? I don't, I'll, I'll wear it for you, buddy. But <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> like her costume's like torn to shreds too, and she has like scrapes all over her body as if like Raja's like attacked her. Looks just pretty got slick. Into it. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty slick. Um, Next, we have Cinderella, and she looks like a scarecrow popping out of a pumpkin, and just this just looks very dark. Look at Gus, man. That is amazing. So she's, so she huh. looks like she's talking to Gus, and and she looks like a scarecrow, like an evil scarecrow right. with all these corn husks just twisted and, and, and wrapped around her body and going off in every which way direction, just shredded to pieces, and you can see like the pumpkin guts just dripping from her arms. Just puts you in the Halloween holiday spirit. Yes, it does, my friend, especially me. I know you're over there probably rolling your eyes, but uh, here no, we have... All. Hey, but as we get into this, I start, I start to think about, uh, not too long ago, I thought I remember them trying to cater to like the, the preteens and the teen girls, especially, with some sort of line of things that look not like this, but kind of like that, yeah. So here is the Beast and Belle, and you see the Beast has a noose around his neck, right? This looks, yeah, looks yeah. kind of demonic. Um, but you have Belle that looks like she's just possessed. She looks like the chick from the Lord of the... Or not Lord of the Rings, excuse me. She looks like the chick from the ring. Yeah, her hair is definitely not done today. Yeah, she's it looks like a bad hair day. Looks like she's <laughs> just going to crab walk right to you and like just whatever. <laughs> jump on top punk. of you and... What? Give me some candy, punk. That's, That's right. So check out Pocahontas. This looks awesome. She looks like some voodoo witch chick. With a whole bunch of skulls hanging from her, right? 
Yeah. Check out the tree of life in the background. Look how haunted that looks. <laughs> Grandmother Willow. Yes. Good job. Yeah, she looks like a badass. Yeah, dude. Look at that, man. <laughs> look at her. Like her. She's got like a armored. She's got like armor on one on her left arm, right, holding yeah. holding a big huge dagger. All right, so Trisha's costume. She's gonna be mean Pocahontas, and I'll be Grandmother Willow. That's hot. <laughs> All right, so check this out. We have the Little Mermaid. So we have Ariel, and she's hanging out with those evil eels from uh, Lotsam and Jetsam. Yes. And um, look at her. Just look at her. She looks like she's possessed. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, she has like seaweed all wrapped around her wrists, and they're just going every which way direction. It looks like her scales are kind of just overgrown and just falling apart into pieces. Are these Nick original drawings here? Or are these are these real deal Disney things, or what? Are, what are they? They just are out there, huh? These are not Nick original drawings. I could do just just of a good job, by the way. Someone else put this out there for just inspiration for teens and others that want to develop a costume this Halloween uh, for inspiration, basically. That's cool. They're yeah. scary looking. Oh, they're pretty neat, and I see you smiling over there, so you're not opposed to this. Oh, no, this is... I mean, they're just little drawings. They look like the princesses still. They're just all having bad hair days that make them look like they're not... And like possessed. They're kind of grumpy. Yeah, yeah, and possessed, and I, I thought for sure you'd be rolling your eyes over there like, dude, this is stupid. Oh, it's silly, but whatever, it's Halloween. So we have Sleeping Beauty, and Sleeping Beauty is all gothed out with this eyeshadow that looks like she's been crying, like Alice Cooper, and it's just dripping down her cheeks. And she kind of looks like, uh, oh, geez, what was that movie in the early 90s? The Crow. She kind of looks like The Crow. And just check this out with her with her cape just shredded to pieces. And her, it, look at that. Awesome. Pull it up a little. There we go. All right. That's Sleeping Beauty, huh? Yeah. I couldn't even tell. <laughs> She's not so beautiful anymore. No. No, it looks nothing like her. But that's a cool picture. <laughs> this was my favorite. And this is Mulan, and Mulan, she does look kind of possessed here or demonic, and she has a, her sword in her hand with like blood dripping from it. Again, her outfit's just ripped to shreds. She looks like she's on the attack, about to just go after and kill something. And she has arrows stuck in her body. Check that out, bud. Blood she spewing has from arrows her arrows. Stuck so in her body. yeah, so blood spewing from her legs and arms and back as the arrows are just jabbed right into her. Mushu's all grown up in that picture too. He's like yeah. super big. Yeah, Mushu's on steroids and he's like super huge. Probably like a thousand times bigger than he's portrayed in the cartoon. And <laughs> he's on the roids. Both <laughs> Mushu and Mulan, their eyes are glowing. And you can see that Mulan put a lot of mascara on today, you know, and it's dripping. <laughs> so next we have Rapunzel. And look at that. She's in her tower. And again, her uh, clothes have been ripped to shreds. She has her like little satchel thing with her frying pan. But check this out. Her creepy hair. She's got some scars on her face and some scratches. And look at the hands peeking out of her hair, ready to grab something. No. Yeah, creepy. All right. Don't get too close hmm. to her hair. You'll get snatched up. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't make Pascal like... 10 times bigger than him and like big fangs coming out or something oh i know right so next we have and this was like my second favorite this is a close a close first okay so alice in wonderland we have alice here and she looks like the puppet from the movies saw and she's holding her uh timepiece and 
a teacup and it's chipped and the timepiece is cracked with the the arms are just all crinkled and going every which way and she has that joker-esque smile and it's creepy oh yeah she looks like the tim burton version yes exactly <laughs> it's yeah, the yeah. Alice oh, yeah yeah i wonder if tim burton did, uh, created these he probably did actually so that's pretty cool. Those are out there uh, for inspiration for Halloween costumes uh, this fall. And I think those look absolutely amazing. There's a few there that I would love for Aaron. Uh, to, uh, shoot, I could probably create them myself and, and sew them all up and, and make them for her. But there's no way she'd get into one of those. I didn't know you were a seamstress, dude. Oh, dude. I In the military, <laughs> you learn how to sew, you know? Awesome. So check this out. Walt Disney World is expanding their solar farm. And it's designed with the intent, basically, like a crop circle, Dave. So if you're flying above, what do you think you see? Uh, right now, or what they are intending to have you see? What they're what they're going what their intent is? So Probably flying, Mickey ears, right? It's yeah. Be. So check this out. Yeah, that's what the solar farm is going to look like. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? Um, they probably could have put more solar panels. You know, in that farm, right? If they would have used all the space, but uh, something tells me they don't need to anyway because they're just made of money. But pretty cool. So if you're flying above, you'll be able to see this. Awesome. Yeah, and I tell you what, it is, sometimes when you're flying, it's hard to find all of those places. Like I've seen them before, you know, many times, but you always have to look really carefully because I just expect the castle to be so much bigger than it actually is. So just <laughs> another what, landmark to look at, right? That's what she said. All right, moving on. So basically, that's all I've got for you, man. (laughs) You know, it's it's been really eerie because after D23, it it seems like there has been nothing to report. Yeah, it's pretty slow, I guess. I mean, they just threw out all their news when the time was there. And now we're just kind of looking at the progress to follow through on that stuff. Right. So that's all I have for you. Uh, Let's go ahead. Our Walt Disney World advisor, John Tiki Garden, is waiting patiently on the line. John, hopefully you have more to report than I do because apparently I suck and I have virtually nothing really to report. It's been really eerie since D23. Things have been quiet. So how are things with you? Well, I have no fear. I got quite a few things I can talk about with you guys. So strap yourselves in. Very nice. You know, this episode is all about uh, the Haunted Mansion. And uh, I know that's one of your favorite rides. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite rides when i think of classic disney attractions that's the very first one that comes to mind for me you know ever since we've been going to disney that's always been one of my favorite rides and it's really hard for us to go there without riding it at least one time every time we go what do you like about it what is it i you know i I think it's i think there's a lot of disney rides that have a certain amount of repeatability to them but I think the Haunted Mansion probably takes the cake for that. As many times, I, can, I have no idea how many times I've been on it. But every time I go on it, there's something new to look at that maybe you didn't notice yeah. before on all the yeah. times you've been on it. And it doesn't matter how many times you've it, wrote it before. I mean, it, there's just so many small details that maybe you miss from all the times you've wrote it before. Yeah, John, we just watched the video from the Disneyland version, and there was probably at least three or four things that I saw in there that I don't remember seeing when I rode the ride. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what's great. And my wife and I, we've been to Disneyland before, and we, we haven't seen the original version, but we've gone for the overlay for uh, 
uh, Nightmare Before Christmas when they switch it over in the fall time. And that, right. I mean, even I know I know there's a lot of people out there that don't really care for that, but man, I I loved it. Hmm. So what have you been up to, John? Well, you know, I've been I've been working Monday through Friday, but this past weekend we finally got to uh, get our uh, Disney uh, Disney fix in, and definitely took full advantage of it over the weekend. And started off by uh, going to the Magic Kingdom because we were eagerly anticipating Pirates of the Caribbean to open back up because it had been down for a little Ever. over three and a Forever. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. It was like three and a half months or so, I want to say. Yeah, it finally opened you. up. Yeah, so it had been down for quite some time, and you know that whole area of Adventureland just seemed really bare without having that open. I mean, not to say there's nothing to do there, but just having that piece missing just you know took away from the area. But we definitely that was our number one priority for the weekend was going there and checking that out and. I, Pirate, Pirates, to me, looks better than any other time I have wrote it before in the past. And really? like I said, we've been going since, yeah, it, we've been going since about 2009, so unfortunately we've only been going since the, uh, the era with uh, Jack from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but everything, when we wrote it this past weekend, the lighting in it is so much better it's just so much brighter in all of the scenes. All of the colors pop so much more. It just, I, 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 it's really hard to put into words, but the experience of going on the ride just seemed so much more crisp with all the lighting being so much brighter in there. It just really added to all the elements, especially um, uh, in the main part after you go down the drop with the uh, ship and the cannon scene. It was very, very bright in there. You could see... Barbosa like very very well and I don't remember that in years past when I had gone you know it always seemed so very uh, uh, dark in there and hard to see things it was just very very bright now we were really impressed with what we saw my wife was under the impression that they had changed some of the animatronics around with the uh, the redhead and the auctioneer guy oh no but I think I no I I think she's a little crazy, but I didn't say that. She's in the room here with me, so I better be quiet. <laughs> I, I think it was just they added so much more lighting elements to it and maybe had uh, redone the costumes a little well, to, a little more to make the colors pop a little better in those scenes. It's really added to the experience, in my opinion. Tell me they, they refurb the audio. Did they make the audio a better quality? You know, up until the burning scene, yes, we, we wrote it twice. And both times we got to the part where the uh, city's on fire and everything like that, you could definitely hear crackling. And yes. it wasn't crackling from, like, effects of fire. It sounded like speakers going in and out to me. Oh, man. Yeah, because I know when I wrote it last, and it's been, because I wasn't on this past summer because it was being refurbed, even two years ago, the audio sounded like a record player. The scratch, the needle scratching, you know, it just sounded like a record player. Yeah, so I, you know, that I had noticed that. I didn't, I noticed it both times when we got to that part. It seemed like there's still some things that need to be fixed. You know, it's it's definitely not perfect, but I can tell you, since we've been going, it looks better than it ever has in the past to me. 
Wow. Well, good. So what else have you been up to? I know you've been, you, you, you're over at Epcot heading up the Food and Wine Festival. Yeah, yeah, I know. I talked to you guys last week, and, that, you know, we talked a little bit about food and wine. I told you you couldn't go 15 steps without running into one of the uh, food kiosks. And I'm <laughs> here to tell you that that is definitely very true because I grabbed, I grabbed one of the passport maps, and I counted out how many marketplace kiosks there are, and there are 38 Whoa! Yeah, they probably do that on purpose. You know, you know, you, you know the whole you can't walk 15 steps without seeing a trash can or being next to a trash can. Probably the same rules apply to kiosks. They, you know, take your money. Yeah, you know, I, I think they're in the business to get our money, and you know, especially at Epcot, they're in the business of uh, selling alcohol and food. So right. uh, <laughs> they do that quite well, I believe. Yeah, and the last time um, I checked, there wasn't 38 countries at Epcot either. So what's that all about? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but there's room for Arendelle, right? Yes. Those, the kiosks are all the third world nations, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, so we, we didn't we didn't we didn't get an opportunity to go to all of them because uh, a I don't have the money for that, and yeah. b the crowds were um, extremely busy. You know, it was opening weekend for food and wine this past weekend, and so we we hit up quite a few of them. Um, you know, we really like the Morocco one and the Africa one the best ourselves. One of the things I think they had done this last year too, but they have a scavenger hunt with Remy from uh, Ratatouille, which you can buy. Um, I want to say it's like ten dollars. I didn't get it. I, I spoke to somebody that purchased it. But you you buy a map and you find they place Remy throughout the countries. He's hidden in places, and you kind of mark where he is. And you, when you're done doing it, you go back up to the front. And they give you a pen for it. So it's something to kind of just add to the experience of going around through all the different pavilions and the kiosks. I thought that was kind of cool. I know that's, I think that's something they had going on last year as well. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's a legit pen, not one from China, you know, that you can order on eBay. There has been a scandal going on with Disney. They've been busted for the cast members handing out aftermarket pens. Uh oh. Yeah. I did not hear about that. So that's, that's not a good thing. So, yeah, hopefully they're the the legit real deal. You know, getting back to the kiosk, something that just popped in my head because I'm just a squirrel. You know, guys, they should have, like, countries like Afghanistan and, like, uh, Iraq and things like that with donkeys pulling the cart, you know, pulling the kiosks. (laughs) I know it sounds totally wrong, but, dude, that'd be funny. That that would be an awesome experience. That'd be something complete. How popular would that be, too? You know, it'd be so different compared to just going up to these... uh, traditional kiosks that they've had for years and years that would be awesome to have something completely different like that they'd have to be animatronic though because you wouldn't have to clean up after them (laughs) and they just roam the park (laughs) yeah oh my gosh that's funny (laughs) um but you know hey guys i I think i think we need to bring this up too i don't know if you're aware of this or not but this coming saturday october 3rd is your last opportunity to meet Duffy the Disney Bear. So I don't know if you have booked any last-minute flights to come out here before then or not, but this is your last chance to meet Duffy. You already bought and paid for our reservations to come out yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'll be putting you guys up at the All-Star Resort, and, you know, we'll go from there. Nice. Hey, let me check my schedule. Oh, busy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so Duffy, Duffy the Disney Bear is going away after October 3rd. Thank goodness. Uh, and that's, that's the only place you could meet him at. So I Let's guess see. they are 
calling it good with that character unless other plans come up. Who the heck is the Duffy Bear? You know, Dave and I talked about the axe, whatever, men that would chop up wood at Epcot and the, the fact that we would never stop by the to watch jacks. the show. Yeah, the lumberjacks. <laughs> unless you actually were walking by and just be like, oh, that's cool, and then you move on. Who the heck is Duffy the Disney Bear? Yeah, so I didn't know Duffy either until I ran the Disney Marathon, and sure enough, there he was on the course, you know, greeting the runners as they ran by. So uh, apparently, that's Mickey's stuffed animal. Is that right, John? Uh, you know, I, I do have a young son, so unfortunately, I can't tell you the story of Duffy. Uh, Mickey, please, please share. Uh, okay, so Mickey was uh, working on a boat. And before he went off on his trip, Minnie Mouse. I'm joking. I'm joking. Steamboat Willie, you know. Actually, you know what's funny? I think in the book, because we bought the book, of course, because we're suckers. um, I think in the book, it actually does say Steamboat Willie. Oh, okay. All right. All right. In the book. So you are correct. Um, But as he's leaving, Minnie Mouse uh, had made him a boat. I mean, not a boat, a bear filled with all her love and. Come to find out, after blah, 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 Mickey named him Duffy, and he came to life, and I don't know. That's a horrible short story. Cuddled with the bear. Story. Yeah, of the day. That's pretty much he. She filled it with all of her love yeah. for Mickey, and oh, he, mm. he takes him everywhere with him around the world, Used his ass which is why pillow. he fits in the World Showcase, right? Yeah, and um, so that love pillow is going goodbye. All right. Um, <laughs> let's see here. All right, so after Love Pillow. All right, so you've been hitting up the Food and Wine Festival. Have you completed your drinking around the world yet? I know I asked no, you this I, last week, but a week has gone by. Have you done it? <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't. I, I'm getting closer and closer. You know, I want to say definitely through the multiple trips, I've, I've definitely had my fair share, but I have not gone through every pavilion uh, in one day getting alcohol but I can tell you that I've definitely and my wife can attest to this I've definitely had my fair share through the years and especially since we flew too right <laughs> hey, I, 30, hey, I'll work on it 38 carts in one day we want to hear it next week John 38 yeah. carts holy moly yeah, a drink at everyone uh, yeah you guys can just pick up my medical tab <laughs> when I have to go to the emergency room to get yeah, my, no doubt know. no doubt <laughs> So our boy Scott from uh, Florida Plunge, I know I'm switching gears here. Uh, congratulations is in order for him because he just got a job with Disney. Yeah, from my understanding, he had just recently got a job with Disney Cruise Line. He's going to be working with them, and I know that's been coming for quite some time. It's gotten pushed back a, a time or two, I think, but he finally started this past weekend or this past week. So, yeah. I'm so excited for him because I know I was watching his uh, scopes when he'd been laid off and he was looking for a job. And, um, you know, he had the best time in my eyes being laid off, you know, living there in Orlando and going to all the parks. Uh, he was mm-hmm. at the parks every single day. And uh, I would be at school wishing I was at the parks. But, um, you know, congrats for him. You know, we just had him on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and he had mentioned that he just got a job. But he didn't mention where it was at, and we didn't ask. But come to find out, you know, he just posted online this past week. It was with Disney and the cruise line. Now, he did scope, you know, his uh, traditions class that he took. And we're trying to get him on uh, to discuss his tradition uh, class that he that he did take that day with Disney and kind of just regurgitate what he said on scope. So if you get a hold of him, dude, let him know, hey, man, Mouse wants to get a hold of you. 
absolutely. I can do that. And because I, I said the same thing to him. I was like, hey, man, I, I need to get you a beer because I want to hear what that whole experience is like. I know, uh, right? Yeah, very cool. All right. Anything else you want to tell our listeners before we wrap this up, bud? Uh, you know, I, you know, it's funny. Just real quick. I know last week we were going through the different uh, parks and everything like that. I was going to say real quick, Disney had, has not done a very good job communicating what Disney Springs is uh, on property. But now that Disney Springs is official, things are going to change with that. The, re- the reason why I'm saying that is unless you knew what Disney Springs was, uh, I could see it being very confusing to people coming that have their own cars and are driving on the property. Because about a month, or so, a month or so ago, they changed all of the signs around on property to just Disney Springs. There was no longer any signs for downtown Disney whatsoever. So if you weren't aware of what that meant, I could see that being kind of confusing if you were looking for downtown Disney. But that being said, Disney Springs is now official. A couple more restaurants have opened up there. They got Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, which is the Indiana Jones uh, themed bar, kind of like, uh, uh, gosh, what's the, what's the place of the Polynesian? My mind slips me right now. Uh, Trader Sam's, kind of like a themed bar, similar to that. We have we haven't yet to go over there. Definitely looking forward to it. And the place I'm really excited about because I am a huge old school Iron Chef fan is Morimoto Asia. Opened yeah. up at downtown yeah, Disney. He's out there. I know. I was I was so mad. I had to work the other night, but um, I was going to try to go with Scott and a couple other people that were going to go there for the opening, and I didn't have an opportunity to do so because I was working late. But Morimoto was actually there the other night for the grand opening. He was. He made like a, he made like a 30-foot-long sushi roll, which they split up for <laughs> everybody that was there. That's awesome. So he rolled a sushi yeah. roll. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Scott was there, I believe, and because he posted his stuff on Instagram, and Lou Mangiello was also there as well. Which oh, is very cool. cool. Um, yeah. So how can our listeners reach you, Bud, on Twitter and Scope and Instagram and all that cool stuff? Yep. So my my Twitter and my Periscope names are both the same. It's at the underscore Tiki underscore Garden. Or you can just go onto the search bar and search the Tiki Garden. It's going to come up either way. Obviously, searching it's probably going to be easier because I have a confusing name. And I can't change it now. It's too late because Periscope doesn't let you change your name once it's been established connected to your Twitter name. Yeah, definitely, listeners, go ahead and subscribe to him. Uh, You know, if you want to get your daily dose of just Disney in itself and all the parks, definitely subscribe and go out and see what John has to offer. Thanks, John. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, John. All right, awesome. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Dave. It's that time again. Take us back. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. Okay, this week in Disney history starts on October 4th, 1975. Relevant to our topic this week for the show, Yale Gracie, one of the engineers and the Imagineers that designed the whole concept of the Haunted Mansion, retires after a 36-year career at Disney on October 4th, 1975. Huge consultant for 
the uh, Haunted Mansion project. I know there were a lot of hands. We're going to talk about all the hands that were involved with designing the Haunted Mansion. But, um, I mean, a 36-year career at Disney is a pretty long time. He's a Disney legend. And uh, even after he retired, went on to do some consulting work towards the, you know, the, the Walt Disney World project in Epcot. Yeah, his spirit still lives on, though, in the Haunted Mansion, buddy. Yeah, and I never found definitively, is it called Gracie Manor because Yale Gracie? I would assume so. You know, yeah, I mean, that's not a common name, right? <laughs> I, you know, I looked up a lot of information on him and just the story in general because there's a lot of myths out there that the Haunted Mansion's storyline was derived out of a real story. Yeah, and, and that's just a myth. It was actually created by WDI. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would assume so, Dave. Yeah, sorry. So well, let's move on. Next we have uh, that same day, October 4th, but this time a lot re- more recent, 2006. Uh, something that I wish that I could actually do, and this was uh, from the year of a million dreams celebration. There was a family that was called the Spangler family from Ohio, and they actually got to be the only guests inside of the Magic Kingdom Park one morning. For so how- it happened on yeah. So it happened on October fourth, two thousand six. For how long? I can't imagine it was more than maybe an hour. You know what I mean? Like they can't afford to keep that park closed for that long for one family. But what a cool promotion and what a cool thing for this family to get to do to just have everybody you know at the ready for them and they just go boom, 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 boom to all these rides. That'd be so, awesome. So it was just a promotion. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had a year that was called a year of a million dreams, and they they had all of these different things that they would do for people and. uh this was just one of the things that they did was uh, they had a contest, and this family wanted to be the only family in the Magic Kingdom one morning. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, the only thing better than that would be, and I don't even know if it's better than that, to spend the night at uh, up in the Dream Suite. That would be pretty sweet, I think. Uh, the next day we have October 5th, 2014, uh, your favorite ride, Maelstrom, closes in preparation for the big Frozen hit. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what do you think? Did you ever ride Maelstrom before? Like before they closed it? No, I did not. Maelstrom was it was it was you know it was not a like a ooh type of ride. You just right. go in. It tells you a little bit of history. The trolls are kind of creepy, and uh, the cool parts when you go out and then you turn around and go backwards down the down the hill. So that was pretty neat. But uh, it's not going to be anything like Frozen. <laughs> Frozen is going to be, I think it's going to be pretty cool. And I, I know there's hardcore people out there that say, you need to keep Maelstrom, keep the history of it and everything, but this is, it's going to be way, way more entertaining. No, yeah, I agree with you. And you need to change yeah. with the times. That's The parks are, you wouldn't have a park if it wasn't for the animation. And, you know, this is just changing with the time. Now, as much as I have complained about Frozen, I will say this ride does look sweet, and I will ride it probably once or twice. Oh, yeah, dude. You can't stay away from that. You just have to, uh, if not for anything else, to ride it and then make fun of it, right? Of course. (laughs) All right, moving on in history. October 7th, 1998. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin opens up in the Magic Kingdom. And uh, this is in a pretty historic place for me because it took the place of uh, a ride called Take Flight, which took the place of If You Had Wings. (laughs) Dude. I put it in there again. Yeah, you already know my thought on that one. Yeah, so uh, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, interactive. I love that ride. It is pretty cool. Um, last time we went, I got so upset because the gun was not working properly on my ride vehicle, so I ended up with this really crappy score. And uh, 
So it looked like it looked like a downer, and I waited in line for like a half an hour, and I was not about to go do it again. So it's just you a actually bummer. try to compete in that game? Or that oh ride? yeah, dude. My my family has we we claim bragging rights at the end of that ride every time. That Toy Story Mania, you got to have bragging rights on who got high score. And what do you do? Like you you buy that person a celebratory uh, Mickey shaped pretzel. No, you brag about it until our next trip to Disney about how you are the master of that ride. That's cool. All right. <laughs> That's what we do. All right, we got one more for you. This is October 8, 2013, the first experience for a Marvel ride inside of a Disney theme park. Now, of course, they can't have them here in the United States. That's part of their bylaw thing and their agreement. But uh, they just announced this one uh, and gave us some 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 insight into the Iron Man experience. This is coming in Hong Kong Disneyland. So uh, set to open up late 2016, but the first concept and the first announcement of the ride, October 8th, 2013. Yeah, you know, you, you talk about Iron Man. When I was down in the Utilidors during my Keys of the Kingdom tour, I told you and the listeners that they have a whole bunch of posters down this uh, hallway of things to come to the Magic Kingdom. Iron Man was down there. Remember when I told you that? And I said, hey, Iron Man's down there. Yeah. What's going on with that? So, I don't know. Is there going to be an Iron Man ride here in the States? If they have that, they're going to have to change their agreement because that is the agreement between, you know, the the, right, the rights for all of those Marvel heroes is that they will not have a theme park ride in the United States parks. Now, I know Disney has the movie rights like right. because the movie characters and the comic book characters are different. Yeah. And so they can model a ride based off of the movie. They just couldn't model it based off the comic book, right? No, they can't do any of that here in the United States. All of like that's why this one's showing up at Hong Kong Disneyland because it's part of their agreement so that they can't have any of the Marvel characters inside of their theme parks. Yeah, I wouldn't want that in the Magic Kingdom anyway. All right, moving on. What do we got for us? All right, man, that's all I got for this week in Disney history. All right, outstanding. All right, up next, don't forget to bring your death certificate because we are taking you to the Haunted Mansion. There's no turning back now. Ha ha ha. When hinges creak in doorless chambers and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the haunted mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Welcome, foolish mortals. Nick and Dave will be your hosts on our ride through the Haunted Mansion. Please step closely into the doom buggies as we depart for the graveyard <laughs> i would say you know this is where you want to work when you retire dave don't quit your day job anytime soon you have a lot of practice my friend yeah that was pretty lame i know but you know the good news for me is that they still use the original recording of that ride to this day so i don't think there's any any danger of me taking over on that right one. 
<laughs> so we're, today we're talking about the uh, Haunted Mansion. We're going to go to both sides of the, of the United States. We're going to go to Disneyland and Disney World and talk a little bit about each of the rides, talk about how maybe they're a little different, but for the most part, these rides are pretty identical. Um, so let's get things off with the uh, Disneyland side ride. This was the original one. was not a park original, and I was pretty shocked when I did my research on this ride that it actually sat just a shell of a building for like seven years this uh it started out they poured the foundation in 1962 for this ride um a lot of people you know had their hands in the ride like we talked about as far as designing it but harper goff and uh walt disney first talked about this ride called it the church graveyard and haunted house and it appeared in some of the earliest drawings of disneyland yeah there was a lot of people that had their hands in the pot like you just said and Am I correct in stating that you know a lot of the WDI uh, individuals couldn't really agree on how they wanted this ride to be constructed? Some, you know, Walt definitely wanted it to be a walkthrough, right, Dave? And yeah. others tried to convince him, hey, this needs to be a ride. And he was stubborn, like, no, it needs to be like a mansion. You need to feel the living and breathing haunted mansion and walk through it. Um, but even when they finally decided that it was going to be a ride, and that's where you got the Omnimover from, I'm not mistaken, I, I believe a lot of the Imagineers couldn't agree on what they wanted to take place in the Haunted Mansion, and so therefore that's why it was set back. Yeah, there was a lot of disagreement from the get-go on this ride, or, or from uh, my newest quote from from the... Uh from the show that's on NBC with all the comedians, <laughs> this woman said the giddy up. There's a lot of there's a lot of disagreement from the giddy up in this ride because, you know, the Imagineers wanted to paint that scene and get the ambiance of a old decrepit house on the outside was just in shambles and Walt was not having any part of that. He was like, We've been to all these dingy gross amusement parks and this is not going to be one of those places and he was really insistent about the outside of this place still looking nice, still being upkeep, but then when you get inside have it be the way it is and uh yeah i mean the people there was a big debate is this going to be scary is this going to be silly and um you know then the project got put on hold for a long time because of the 1964 world's fair and walt just pulled all of the people working on this project and that's you know where the where the whole pause in the project came was that um you know like i said they built this foundation and then they had everything up and running on the outside and then boom everybody was gone to go do walt's projects on the 64 world's fair and up to that point it was still going to be a walkthrough ride like you said now you know People that have been listening to the beginning of our since the beginning of our show, if you all go all the way back to episode four, we talked about how there was almost a Disneyland here in St. Louis, and uh, one of those attractions in that Disneyland in St. Louis uh, park was going to be a haunted mansion where you could walk through, and it was going to be a walk through uh, ride. As a matter of fact, so I'm wondering if a lot of that kind of ideas funneled towards this haunted mansion and how much of it is true to what what the original idea was at least for the st louis project yeah i totally agree you know and i almost think you know when everyone left the imaginers left to go work on other projects at that time i don't think many really cared because a lot of uh imagineers just weren't getting along and couldn't agree on the concept art and things like that for the haunted mansion itself yeah and they had some time off to get away from each other so that probably helped out a little bit but uh in the end uh, the, the delay was huge for publicity for the Haunted Mansion because, you know, word got out that there was going to be this haunted house ride at Disney World and or at Disneyland, and 
but they saw the exterior, but they saw nothing come about it. So one of the cool things that I read about was that there were a lot of rumors going on as to why this attraction wasn't moving forward, why we just saw the outside. They put up the big iron gates and they, you know, they put signs out, you know, about it. But uh, there was there like there was one myth that was that was talking about how one of the workers on this attraction was literally scared to death on the inside of the ride. So that's why it was so far behind on schedule and took so long to to do the inside of the ride. Totally not true, but just the you know the weight in the whole thing just kind of added to the mystique of this whole situation. And didn't it take about ten years? Yeah, like I said, it started in '62 and the ride didn't open till August of '69. It opened up on August 9th of '69, so uh, just a, a long time. I mean, that's, that's seven years right there, better part of a decade, and and that's why because first they couldn't agree, then it was the '64 World's Fair, and then Walt died. You know, so you've got all of that going down, and then once Walt died, then the grumbling really started between the Imagineers because you know they both sides of the of the coin there wanted to say, well, Walt wanted it this way, no, Walt wanted it that way. So there was a lot of bickering about it, but in the end. Mark Davis and Claude Coates were the two men to to kind of step in and say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to combine those ideas. You know, when you think about the Imagineers, when I, at least when I think about the Imagineers sitting around a table bickering about something, it's Epcot and like, how are we going to do Epcot? And then you've got that famous story about how they pushed the two parks together and kind of molded them. I kind of feel like this is the same way where they had a scary haunted mansion. They had a funny haunted mansion and they just put them together and it worked out beautifully. Um, you know, I mentioned Mark Davis and Claude Coates, but Raleigh Crump and, and the guy from This Week in Disney History, Yale Gracie, um, also had a hand in making that combination scary, funny Haunted Mansion. So one of the cool things about this was they knew that they were going to build this attraction in Disney World as well. So everything that they made for Disneyland, they made an identical one for Disney World at the same time. So when we talk about these two attractions being similar, I mean, they are identical as far as that goes because all of these things were were made in twos so they could ship them back and forth between parks. Except for the hat box ghost, though. Yeah, so there are a couple of differences that we'll talk about. Now, here's something that was that I thought was pretty cool, too, is that originally when they when they got into the idea process of this, they were just going to have uh, the haunted mansion or the haunted house at that time, it was still called, just sitting at the end of a dead-end street off of Main Street. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah. I think that is awesome. And not not part of you know in, in Disneyland is part of New Orleans Square and not have that they didn't know that New Orleans Square was going to be an expansion at that time so they were just going to have a dead end street off of Main Street and boom there's your haunted house yeah so Walt, one of Walt's big things was that he said we don't need a storyline for this this is a haunted house we don't need that backstory let's not deal with that let's focus on you know the haunted aspect of it and not so much this is the story of this you know man and woman or whatever but uh. So for a long time, there wasn't a story. It was just, this is the haunted mansion. And then, you know, after Walt's death, they decided that they were going to step things up a little bit. And then eventually, you know, this whole story about a man lost out at sea or or the mariner that came in with his wife. Um, and there wasn't really a full story for a long time with that. But, uh, but the story they did create is webbed beautifully into New Orleans Square. And you're absolutely right with, with Mr. Gracie and his mansion in New Orleans. Yeah, so um, you mentioned the Hatbox Ghost. The Hatbox Ghost was an original uh, um, 
part of the ride and the, uh, the hatbox boat ghost appeared the same time as the bre- the bride did in the same room and it lasted like a month is all it lasted less than a month so it's pretty rare to see photos of the hatbox ghost in the attraction i've i've only been able to find one in all my research and it's the same one that's copied over and over again but um the bottom line and like you said there's a lot you know i guess with a ride that's called the haunted mansion there's a lot of myths that go on with it but the bottom line was the guy's gag the gag of the of the hatbox ghost was his head was going to disappear and then appear in the hat box and the way that they were doing pulling off this gag there was going to be a black light inside of the body that would shine up to the head and then when the black light went out you wouldn't be able to see the head well the ride just wouldn't be dark enough to to make the head completely disappear so the gag just didn't work because people could still see the shadow of the of the head on top of the body and it just after a month they said that's too hokey let's get it out of here yeah, you know, and when I had my tour of the Haunted Mansion, like the behind the scenes and the history of the one in Orlando, that is, uh, the cast member that was in charge of the tour actually flew to Anaheim and to Disneyland to check out the Haunted Mansion when the Hatbox Ghost returned just recently within the last year. And I was amazed on how many cast members actually spent their own money to fly out to Disneyland to see the same exact attraction with just five seconds of something new in the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, it blew I mean, my mind away. And he said the, the the wait was hours to get in, just to see really? like a nine-second clip of this Hatbox Ghost. Yeah, as you go by him. And I mean, it, it's amazing because this Hatbox Ghost is legendary. And like I said, it lasted less than a month, but like everybody was all about the Hatbox Ghost. And when there were grumblings going on that he was going to make the return, like everybody went crazy about it. So the official return date was May 9th, 2015, just recently. And, you know, technology is a lot better. So this time you see the Hatbox Ghost's head actually drop down into its body. And then his head appears in the hat box. So way better looking, you know, obviously 40 years of technology will do that to you, but uh, so much better now. And this cast member, by the way, uh, getting back to my story here, sorry, Dave, you would have thought he just found his love of his life. He, he talked as if it was the best thing since sliced bread and he was like madly in love. And I was just shocked to see like his eyes. He got like googly eyes and had that creepy <laughs> Joker smile. Like, oh, this is awesome. I'm so thinking, dude, have- you spent thousands of dollars just to see nine seconds of the Hatbox Ghost, and you go someplace where you already work. Yeah, the new one's on YouTube, by the way. So to save yourself some money. That's what I told him. Yeah. So did he have a? Do you know if he had a history with the Haunted Mansion or something? Like, why? I'm no, trying to he was just a tour guide. Just, a, I mean, I mean, you're hardcore if you're a tour guide. So that's in in itself right there enough, probably, but. Wow, that's a lot of money to spend just to go out and see the Hatbox Ghost. Um, hey, something else that was pretty cool about the Disneyland version was that in the in the beginning they actually had a cast member that would dress up in a suit of armor and just kind of walk around on the inside. And I thought that was pretty sweet, but in the end they had to get rid of him because he kept they they have a button to stop the ride vehicles in case something were to go wrong, and people kept disrespecting the the suit of armor and spitting at him and grabbing him, and, and then they found out that some of the cast members that would wear the suit of armor would kind of get ticked off, I guess, and put their hands on the on the customers, you know, the the guests as well, so. They put an end to the suit of armor that would walk around, but I thought that was a pretty cool touch. Yeah, I t- completely agree. I think it would be awesome to be that cast member inside that suit of armor, by the way. And when I read that story, I'm like, dude, I, I, I would have loved to have played that role. Yeah, so facts about about the audio of this. The, the ghost host is Paul Freeze, the guy that I did such a horrible uh, job of imitating there. Paul Freeze, the who was also... The, go ahead. Go for it. Go, you do go, it. 
The voice right. of the Grinch. The gr- no, actually not. Oh. This guy this guy was the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, ha ha. I thought he was yeah. the Grinch too. No, so that's a different guy. That's uh, Thurl Ravenscroft. Yeah, is, that's he, who it is. He's one of the guys that sings the Grim Grooming Ghost. Grim, in, yes, in the, yes, uh, yes, yeah. yes. All so, right. um, and I, then, so then Eleanor Audley is the voice of Madame Leota, and people might recognize her voice. She was the stepmom in Cinderella and the original voice of Maleficent. Yeah, but in this case, though, I find her voice very annoying in this yeah. attraction. I just do. Yeah, and that that room I think could could do a lot of revamping. But oh yeah, you could spend maybe thirty seconds less in that room. Yeah, and I'm sure that you'll probably tell the story when we get to go on into the ghost stories of this whole thing of of the uh, the drummer. Did you read the story of the drummer? No. All right, I'll but, read that. I'll tell that one then. Well, then can I get into my ghost stories when you're done? Yeah, that's I'm that's all I got for the Disneyland version. So let's talk a little bit. Most of the ghost stories I read were for the Magic Kingdom version. Oh really? Yeah. So even even the woman, the woman with her with her boy's ashes. No, I did see. I didn't read any of those. So you go for it. No, go ahead with your drummer story. All right. So, but that's a Disney. That's a Disney World story. Okay. So Disneyland. Here we go. Yeah. So we have a woman that approached Disney uh, Disneyland and said, "Hey, you know, my little boy absolutely loved uh, the haunted mansion, and it would mean a lot to me, and I know to him if we could just spread his ashes." You know, over the Haunted Mansion in different areas. Well, of course, of course, the cast members and the people who were in charge of Disneyland did not give her permission to scatter the ashes, right? Why would they? (laughs) Right, of course they didn't allow it. It happens all the time, by the way. In my tour, uh, the tour guide said it does happen all the time. And they actually, Dave, vacuum every square inch of the Haunted Mansion every night after it closes. Yeah, that's crazy. And they pay thousands of dollars to have dust shipped in so they can spread it back out. Right. And it's cast members <laughs> that clean it up. Yeah. So there's not like a crew coming in to clean it up. And they do that because of health reasons, because they know people are spreading ashes. So yeah, that's gross. Anywho, to this day, CMs and guests have claimed apparently to see a young boy near the exit lift uh, sitting by the speed ramps. And apparently yeah. he's crying. Oh, poor guy. Because yeah, they vacuumed so, up his ashes. I, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the the story with the the woman and the young boy spreading his ashes. Awesome. All right, so let's let's go over to the East Coast now and talk about the ride at Disney World. There's not too many differences, so there's not a lot of things that we that we need to talk about as far as that goes. The thing that I thought was pretty cool was that the the mansion was designed after a real building. Which is in Pennsylvania called the Harry Packer Mansion. So, yeah. uh, I mean, any hardcore fans out there, go buy you the Harry Packer Mansion in Pennsylvania. Do you have a Harry Packer? Uh, sometimes. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> so we we forgot we forgot to mention uh, the stretch room. So in Anaheim and Disneyland, does the room go? Are you going down, Dave, or is the room going up? All right. So in Disneyland. The portraits actually have to go down, or you have to go down because you have to get underneath the train tracks. From what I've yep, read, yep, in the elevator. Right. Now in in Orlando Disney World, it's the it's the portraits, it's the actual ceiling that stretches. Yeah, because they have the room out there, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So um, different between Disneyland Disney World at Disney World, uh, the ride is actually located in Liberty Square as opposed to New Orleans Square. Correct. Uh, so not it was on the bayou, but yeah. near, the, near the Mississippi River. 
Right. And so that's kind of how they got the, the difference in the exterior would be, you know, the New Orleans exterior, the, the Bayou Haunted Mansion on the, on the West Coast and on the East Coast. It's supposed to be like a Southern plantation type of thing. It doesn't look like one to me, but. Right. And here's a tribute. Here's a, here's a tribute to St. Louis. Um, you know, that Haunted Mansion is right there next to supposedly the Missouri River is what it is right there in Liberty Square. But Liberty right. Square right, right in through in there, that's supposed to represent like, the Midwest and the gateway to the West in St. Louis. Awesome. Yeah, tie-in. See, it all comes back to St. Louis. That's right, the loop. Hey, yeah, so whereas the Disneyland version of the Haunted Mansion didn't open up when the park opened, it was part of that whole New Orleans expansion. We talked about how long it took. The Magic Kingdom was an opening day attraction, October 1st of 71, and um, there were a lot of ghost stories about this one, like I said. So let, let's get to some of those ghost stories. We'll, we'll go first with the we'll go first with the drummer so we talked about the music room and madame leota and how it it's kind of lame i think but um you it's, know it's part it's of the very ride. lame yeah it's historic so there was a uh there was a cast member that told a story about you you, you said it best you wait at night every night they go through and they comb the ride they do some cleaning and things like that so they're walking through the ride and as they approach there's two cast members as they approach the music room they start to hear uh some noise like a drum beating and so you know the one guy says to the other guy what was that and the other guy says i don't i don't know let's keep going so they they go a little further and as they get closer and closer to the room the drum starts beating louder and louder and louder and then finally they get into this room and the drum i mean okay so a part of the story i forgot to tell you is when they do walk through at night they turn on all of the all of the lights inside the haunted mansion so they can see obviously well they get to the music room and the lights are not on they're on everywhere else but in the music room these two guys walk in Something happens. They don't even know what happened. Something happened, like something fell, a noise or something happened, and the two of them just busted out of there, like high speed as fast as they go. These two cast members that work there. Oh my gosh, you're there every single day. It's part of your life, and you're. I, I don't get that because the lights are on, and it's not really a haunted place. It's a funny house at that point. No, but see, it's creepy because all the lights were on except for in the music room. So why were those yeah, off? I don't know. Yeah, haunted, haunted mansion. All right, so one of the uh, another one of the major stories about ghosts seeing at the Haunted Mansion in Magic Kingdom is a man with a cane. Did you read about this one? Yes, I did. Go ahead and tell our listeners. All right, so this one this one's kind of creepy because the, uh, the the story that I heard was ride was shut down, so you know the Doom bubby, buggies are going through completely empty, and so the cast member that's got my job walking on the walking on the uh, treadmill there for the load the load of the ride. Is walking and seeing all these empty dune buggies go by, and all of a sudden there's a, a track. There's a there's a man that comes by, looking like an older guy, had a cane with him, sitting in one of the dune buggies. So the cast member, you know, figures that they must have started the ride back up and loading it again. Says hello to this man. So this man has absolutely no reaction, just looks forward, completely ignores. So and then the, the vehicles after the old man were all empty again. So the cast member that was walking on the treadmill said you know called over to the to one of the other people working the attraction and said hey who was that you just sent through there they replied nobody's been on that ride in five minutes whoa really and so and you know who they suppose this person is yeah i don't remember who they said who was it okay so back in the 1940s there was a plane crash in that area before disney world was built and um Historians say, yeah, the plane crash happened like 
right there by uh, the Contemporary Resort. Mm-hmm. And uh, he crashed like right there into Bay Lake in the Contemporary Resort. Um, and so the cast members assume apparently that this may be the guy with the cane. Ooh, the old man with the cane. Yeah, right. so think about how creepy that would be if you know that the place is empty and next thing you know this dude is riding the ride and just completely stone-faced not looking at you. Do you think the ghost at the end would join in his buggy? Yeah, I mean, he probably, you know, that maybe it's one of those guys. Yeah, who knows? He jumped would, out and decided to take a round trip, right? Do you have any ghost sto- any more ghost stories? I got one more. I okay, got one more. Because when you're finished, I want to share something. All right, good. So there's one more story of another cast member, uh, same position in the load vehicle, and and um, everything's completely empty again. She's walking, and then she they have a mirror that kind of lets you look around the corner to see if anybody's coming down the hallway. So. She looks in the mirror and she sees somebody coming, and as they get a little closer, it's a man that's dressed in a tuxedo walking towards her. Yes, she, first, yes. first she thought it was a cast member, but then she decided that it wasn't a cast member, it was a man dressed in a tuxedo. Well, uh, at the point where where the cat, where this man in the tuxedo would need to turn the corner and come to see her, nobody came. So it was completely empty. So she looked out in the hallway, nothing. So she found nothing. So this happened on more than one occasion to this woman, and in fact, the last time it happened, um, the old man, or the man in the tuxedo, actually put his hands on her shoulders from behind her, and uh, she felt coldness on her shoulders, and then turned around to see who it was, and nobody was there again. This happened three, four times, she said. Do you think all these ghost stories? Let's let's say they're true, okay? So let's let's just say that they're true. And they're, they're true. Okay, they're true. You know, have you ever heard of the theory that a lot of these hauntings and just like poltergeist hauntings are brought on by people basically manifesting uh, the the manifesting everything themselves? Because yeah, now, I, I forget do. what that I don't I forget what that's called. But when you think about something so much, it actually happens. It materializes yeah. in front of you. Yeah, and it's so psychological, it's, right? So, but but it's actually there because like there's this like sixth sense people have. That, be like you're drawing this stuff out, and it's actually manifesting in front of you. I would love to get Greg Myers from Paranormal Task Force here in St. Louis on just to discuss that story with these ghost yeah. stories in the haunted mansion, because yeah. that is a theory that's out there that people themselves, like poltergeist activity, it's 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 basically a teenager or something moving these objects because of that things are going through through their life and all that energy that's built up within them, and they're manifesting this stuff. You know, I I don't know. Yeah. Um, sounds interesting. But yeah. here, I got a story for you. Go for it. And I think I read this before. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure. But our cast member did definitely talk about this. Uh, so the story goes that it is <laughs> the story goes again is all of them um, that it was late and this couple was on the haunted mansion ride and they were the only couple. There was no lines for it and they're riding this ride and they were they were getting it on. And it, it, in the actual ride, and I guess uh, completed the duty, and right. <laughs> and like all the cast members started clapping when they got oh, off geez. the ride because like apparently there are cameras all over the place inside they, that ride. They watched the whole and, thing go down. Yeah, and they did. Awesome. So uh, and apparently the the girl was completely embarrassed, and the dude just like high fived a couple cast members as they walked out. Oh my gosh, ridiculous! So, so part of part of that crew of cheering people were the security to escort them right out. Right? <laughs> I don't know. He didn't talk about that. 
Uh, but that, that house is creepy, though. You know, I went in the back areas, like the chicken room and some other hallways that only cast members are allowed in. And I yeah. thought for sure the the cast members' only area in the Haunted Mansion would be, like, just plywood in a blank room. Right. It's not. Every last detail with the flickering lights and the worn-out wallpaper, uh-huh. it's all the same. So those Oop. cast members never get a break, Dave. From that atmosphere, ever they, they, it's dimly lit and everything. Oh yes, yeah, you can barely see. I mean, yeah. they, can't, they can't get, they can't get away from it. Keep them in character, right? Exactly, it's what wow. they're supposed to do. And I was hey, like, man, what a depressing area. That is, but like, hey, we're if working anybody, like twelve-hour shifts in that area too. That's ridiculous. Yeah, if there's anybody out there that wants to buy that wallpaper, it is for sale. You can get online and buy that wallpaper from the Haunted Mansion. From the Haunted Mansion? or No, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's through a company, and I forgot what company it was, but you can find it online. It's the same wallpaper, and they've got like the specs on it and everything. So you can have a Haunted Mansion room in your house if you want. That's wanted. awesome. You should <laughs> do up your classroom like that. <laughs> that would be great. If only they'd let me. Um, so uh, a couple of other things before we get moving on to the actual ride, and let's watch this baby. But uh, both, of the man- both the mansions in Disneyland Disney World have three hitchhiking ghosts. I have to mention that because that's my favorite part of the ride. And we'll ask you what your favorite part of the ride is here in a minute. But there's a couple of things that I didn't know was that there are a couple of these ghosts that have names that I had I had no idea that they named these ghosts. But apparently they all have official names. So uh, there's a tall the, – the three hitchhiking ghosts are called Ezra. He's the tall one. Mm-hmm. You've got Gus, who's the short bearded ghost. And then you got Phineas, who is the stocky mid-sized ghost. So if you th- you picture them in from tall to short, like they stand, all three of them have names. So it goes Ezra, Phineas, and then Gus from tall to short. That's really cool. I didn't know that. No, I did not. And I and that's my favorite part. So I thought that was pretty neat. And then also the bride has a name. Now there's been many brides as they refurbish the ride, but right. the bride's name has always been the same. Constance. I yeah. had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, so just just some facts to go along with this ride as we get ready to to watch the watch the ride and make our comments. But talk about what your favorite part of the ride is. I like the singing busts. I I, I find it eerily creepy and funny at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and I like how the one is hit his head sideways on the ground. Yeah, now. <laughs> yes, you always have that one stupid one, right? <laughs> right, exactly. No, but I like that part. I love that part in the movie too. You know, we haven't talked about the movie, Dave. Oh, and we don't need to talk about the movie. Oh, my son <laughs> loves that movie. It's kind of funny. Is he really? Yes, he loves the part when they're in the crypt and the skeleton comes out, you know, trying That's to get so his key back. Yeah. And Colin thinks it's a toy box that he's coming out of. So, like, he gets <laughs> in his toy box and he opens it up and puts his hand out like he's the skeleton. And I have to steal the key from him and he has to chase me around the house. Now, this is how creepy and weirdo he is. We have to actually, Dave, turn out all the turn off all the lights so he can do this. And I have to flicker the flashlight in my face when I come up to scare him. That's hilarious. So, like, he wants the lights off. He's only four. He wants the lights off. He wants me to, like, come by and touch him and run off and make hoo noises to right. him. And then I have to run up and scare him, and I'll flick on the light on my face. And I'll watch the kid jump back and fall down. And he giggles <laughs> and giggles and giggles. So That's I right. think he is totally ready for this ride next year. And he loves the Haunted Mansion ride. Or, excuse me, the Haunted Mansion movie. He can't get yeah. enough of it. He wants to watch it before he goes to bed all the time. That's nuts. Dude, I didn't think anybody watched that movie. We still do, yes, in this household. Now, it's not my favorite, but it's growing on me because Colin likes it. Now, they are redoing the movie, and they're coming out with a remake, and I cannot wait to see that come out. And it's been in the works for quite a while. Yeah, it needs to be remade for sure. Not Nothing against Eddie Murphy. He's good, but uh, bad. Well, that it's a, movie it's is supposed bad. To be more of a It's supposed to be more of a darker movie. 
So it's okay. not supposed to be as comical. And yeah. that's what the cast member was telling me, too. Just like, you know, the Marvel movies, how they were dark. Right. It's supposed to be like a darker setting. All right. Well, just a note to a note to you and Colin. Uh, Mia wrote it when she was eight, and it scared her to death. Scared her to death. So she, be aware. <laughs> did you have to bring her back to life? Because she, she's still living. Yeah, well, she joined the ghosts. They they sit on the, the dew buggy for a the, while. The grim, grim grinning ghosts. She sang a couple verses, yeah, and then uh, she made it back by the time we were ready for Big Thunder Mountain. Nice. All right, so let's get on it, bud. All right, so we are going to be watching the ride vehicle, and we'll post this on with our episode notes. Uh, we're going to be watching the ride from the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, and this is an extremely low-light version. It was probably the best-quality version out there as far as seeing things. Uh, you know, The whole ride is dark, so this is pretty good quality. So uh, without further ado, let's get it on. Go ahead and hit play. Now, one thing we don't have, we don't have, like, the, the queue with the stretching room and stuff like that, and outside with the the tombstones. Right. Which is one of my favorite parts. All but we right. do have the paintings with the the uh, lightning is flashing, and the, the paintings are turning into ghosts. Yeah, and those those paintings, I guess, go back a long way, and they just, uh, just refurbish them again. Now, this part's pretty cool. I love that part, the bus that turn and stare at you as you go by. Yeah, and did they take you behind the scenes when you did your tour to see that? Because what it is is it's it's like you stick your face into a big lump of clay, and it's a because it's reversed on there. Um, that's what gives the effect of them looking at you. No, they did not, but they did explain all that, and they explained all the tricks. We had an earpiece in our ear as we went through the ride, all to ourselves. Now here is the knight, and he's yeah. moving up and down, right? So this is not the same one that would walk the halls at the beginning of the ride uh, history, but right coming up next here, the stretching door, that's where they would put on the night suit right. behind that door. So uh, kind of cool that they have that right next to it. And there's the skeleton in the crypt, and he's, you know, he's pushing up the crypt, wanting to get out. Now, one thing I wish they would have added more was we just passed that stretching, that hallway that stretches all the way as far as the eye can see with the mirror right. trick. I wish they would have done something with that. Like, you would have seen ghosts go from one room to the next, shooting across, yeah. or walking yeah, they, fairly slowly, and then all of a sudden they slowly turn and look at you, and then like go, you know, with yeah, their so, finger. Yeah. So we just passed a famous clock for all those Kingdom Keepers series books out there. Uh, the Kingdom Keepers, there's something very special about that clock in the Haunted Mansion. So I always have to think of that now because it played such a big role. And now we're into the seance room. Yeah, and the ball, the crystal ball is floating. Now in the movie, she's like, don't drop me because I'll break. But here in the ride, she's floating, so there's a contradiction. And just to give you a heads up, we're already 20 seconds into this room, and we're not halfway even through it yet. So no. that's why I said this is... You're too. This is too long of a segment to be in this room. Yeah, and you've got the floating instruments all around, and they're calling all of these instruments. She's doing like a roll call with all the instruments right now, which is cool. I mean, it is visually visual effects. It's amazing. Right. Um, even Aaron, my wife, was saying, "How do they do that? That's amazing." Because you can actually just touch it. We were in that room for 45 seconds, Dave, and now Ooh, we're moving. Yeah. Now we're moving into the ballroom. So this is my favorite part of the whole thing. And the best part is that, like the last three times I've ridden this ride, we've gotten stuck right here looking into the ballroom. So it's like so cool. Now what you're looking through right there is plexiglass or some, yeah. some glass. And what they're doing, what's it called, the pepper effect? or the Yeah, pepper's ghost. Pepper's ghost effect. And they're beaming these images off of a mirror which shine and reflect back onto another piece of glass, which give you that holographic effect. 
Yeah, so the dueling guys from the paintings up top is one of my favorites. You know, there's a lot of facts about this room. There's a hidden Mickey with the dinner plates on the table. Yes, there is. And yeah, if you and look you, on top of the ceiling, you can see, like, footprints, I believe, yeah, on the ceiling the, dancing. And the organ over on the left side of the room is a complete replica from uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And um, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and the... The, I don't. I'm not much of a dancer, but apparently, when they did the filming of the people dancing around the organ, uh, the women are leading the men, which was apparently a topic of conversation because the way that mm. the whole thing is reversed, you know. So interesting. I can't tell. So here we're up in the attic. So now yeah. we're up in the attic, and we're about to meet the bride uh, with the storyline coming into play, and and uh, you see all of her mementos of her husbands because she had several. Yes, she did. And, and amazingly, all of them fell victim to her. I wonder if she picked up a lot of insurance money. She's kind of creepy. When I was little and we rode this ride, I would I would freak out kind of about her because it was like she had the creepy voice and it was like the red beating heart. It was just, I don't know, something about her. And so here we're in uh, the room. Yeah, and we're entering the cemetery. The cemetery. The cemetery. I'm sorry. So, yeah, that's the cemetery. That's right. So we're inside, but it's supposed to look like outside. So right. we are. We're entering the cemetery, and we're about to see the grave. Uh, the the graveyard keeper. Yeah. Which where does he appear? He he appears twice in uh, the Disneyland and Disney World. Do you name that person? What other attraction is he in? Well, the dog is in Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm not sure if he is. He is in, he may be in three places then. Yeah, I believe he's in Pirates of the Caribbean, but I know for a fact he's in the Jungle Cruise. He's the individual getting uh, poked up the rear by the rhinoceros on the Oh, pole. really? Yes, he is. I didn't know that. The so now we've got Zach. He's been recycled. There <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those guys are. So we've got a ghostly band now playing in the cemetery. We've got two, two people on the seesaw and then Nick's favorite part. Yep, the singing bus. By the way, that guy we just saw, the caretaker, he is the only living soul inside the Haunted Mansion, by the way, except for you. Nice. But yeah, the singing bus, I absolutely love that. And this is pretty cool. Outside, we have the ghosts that are outside. How they get this effect of them glowing, they put clear shower curtains around them and shine lights up at them. Now, this is funny. You know, you don't see this in the Orlando one, but in Disneyland, apparently ghosts have poles stuck up stuck up their rear and they shoot up from the ground. Yeah. You totally <laughs> could see that. Yeah. And what a foul. What a foul. Yeah. You can see it pop up, and it's like it, it jitters, like, you know, it's like a, like a sprinkler. And uh, what a foul. <laughs> yeah, so we're through the cemetery now. And, you know, that that same thing with the uh, Brer Rabbit in Splash Mountain. He's on the pole jumping around. Yes. Yeah, so the Hitchhiking Ghost is next. So we, we now know their names and everything. So, hey, guys. And we are about to exit the ride here and go into the room where the ghosts uh, join you in your doom buggy, right? Yes. So that's where our ride comes to an end. Yeah, I absolutely love that ride. And um, and I love seeing on the mirror, you can see the ghosts when they jump in that doom buggy with you. And I yeah. love the very end when they're like, don't forget to bring your death certificates. I just yeah. find that awesome. Hurry back. Hurry that's my back. favorite part. Back. I say that all the time to my kids. They'll go, they ask to go use the restroom in, in school, and I'll say, hurry back, and they'll have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, they do. They say, yeah, they do. They're like, oh, that's the same thing my creepy ice cream guy tells me from yeah. the van on the street. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> no problem. 
All right. So yeah, Haunted Mansion, super cool ride. Um, I, I usually end up riding it by myself, to be honest with you, because my wife is not too fond of it. And my daughter has just got into the age where it's cool to get on. And so the last time I think we both rode it together, uh, and as a matter of fact, I'm proud of her because the last time we rode it was extra magic hours and it was like 1230 at night. Nice. So kudos to Mia for that. Almost the witching hour. Yeah, you know, what, so I really, what I really love about that ride, Dave, is the attention to detail, outside and inside. You know, they let that place grow wild around the Haunted Mansion itself. And the tombstones and how they co- even the tombstones come to life with the faces on them and the eyes right. pop up and, the, the you know, the chin pushes forward toward you like it's looking like she's looking at you. And just the cool sayings that are on the tombstone and the little things that they add, the detail, the, the attention to detail that they have outside and inside, you, you know, I'm glad they took you know years to create that right right because it yep. really shows we didn't even talk about the queue i mean the whole queue and how the they, queue in itself is a ride it's crazy man so just so like you said so much attention to detail and to think that this ride's 45 years old and still kicking and still one of the most popular rides at the parks it's awesome because it builds you up it builds that intensity you know it brings you into the stretcher room it tells you you know you foolish mortals i am your host your ghost host and you know they they just they build it up and they're like there's no turning back now and so it's just really cool they build it up they get you scared and then they they shove you right into the haunted mansion and what i love about the characters that are the cast members they're so in character yeah they treat you like crap you know when you get yeah. out they're like move forward mortal i'll move the i'll move the bar when yeah. you get into the right yeah <laughs> shut awesome. up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so just just a cool ride. We wanted to share the experience with you guys and maybe tell you a couple of facts that you didn't know about the Haunted Mansion. So um, at that point, I think we're going to wrap this up, right, Nick? Yeah, hey, thanks for listening again to the podcast, the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Nick and Dave Mousecapades podcast. I think it's about that time, Dave. All right, peace. Peace. Have a magical day.